Assalamualaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you. Good evening and welcome to Radio Islam. I'm your host, Tariq Alameen, and we are broadcasting on WCEV 1450 AM, streaming live at WCEV1450.com. Ramadan Mubarak family, pray that your fast is going well. We are in the wind down just a couple of hours away from eating and drinking. And I'm sure that you're going to hear me cough a few times throughout the course of tonight's, uh, tonight's show, but that's just to be expected. No bottles of water right now. So look, if you are new to the Radio Islam family, we're on every day from 6 to 7 p.m. Central, coming to you live from the beautiful city of Chicago, Illinois. We're just feet away from the elevated trains of the, uh, uh, the loop. So you will hear that wonderful green or pink or brown, whatever. You'll hear that in the background from time to time. But you can keep up with us by following and liking our pages on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You'll find us at Radio Islam USA. That's at Radio Islam USA. Look, the voice is going out already. <clears throat> Excuse me. And you can also check out those episodes that you have missed wherever you get your podcasts. So if that's TuneIn, uh, iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud, you'll find us at that same username, at Radio Islam USA. All right, folks, um, for those of you who would like to call in, because this first half of tonight's discussion, uh, tonight's program, we're going to be uh, talking with someone who is near and dear to my heart, um, my wife. Yes, I'm, I'm the lucky guy. <laughs> yes, Dr. Aisha Alameen, she's joined us uh, for the evening. For this first half, we're going to be talking about uh, the parenting uh, throughout Ramadan. And some of the, the strategies, some of the successes and challenges that come with trying to motivate our young people, our children, to, to see the fast in the same way we do. I mean, we've got years and years of experience uh, behind us. Uh, but before you get to talking, I've got to go ahead and just give folks a little bit of, um, little bit of information about who you are, right? Not just my wife, right? I normally refer to myself as your accessory when we're out. <laughs> um, but yeah. um, an accomplished uh, uh, social uh, activist, uh, leader in education, um, uh, leadership position. I don't know if you can say your, your, your title on, on air or not. Can you? Okay. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. So the Associate Provost, uh, Chief of Staff for UIC, um, that's University of Illinois, Chicago, uh, co-founder of the uh, Bridging the Gap, uh, board member, with uh, Care Chicago. Um, what else? What else can I say? Um, Co-owner of Just Greetings. Yes. Um, which is a greeting card line dedicated to uh, really um, giving voice to the beauty of our voice, um, and our voice being folks that are, are not usually given one, um, and really towards a lens towards uh, those that, are, that fight for justice. Okay. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, good yeah. to be here. So I'm like a Radio Islam family, Ramadan Mubarak. All right, there it is. I, w I was wondering if you were just going to be really low key the whole time. Yeah, I'm tired. Y'all know yeah. how it is. Let's not even pretend. <laughs> so, uh, so if you want to give us, if you want to give us a call, you can do so at three one two seven five zero one one seven eight. That's three one two seven five zero one one seven eight. 
but you can also uh, get at us on Facebook. So if you want to post directly to my Facebook uh, Facebook page, there's a public post. Uh, it's Tariq Alamine, or you can post directly to Radio Slime's page. Either way, we will see it, and we'll try to incorporate some of uh, your suggestions and thoughts into and, the program. And here's, uh, so of the things that we talk about, um, one thing that we um, are are real people, right? Um, and so we know that there are challenges, there's uh, triumphs that we all go through, and what we try to do is make sure that we continue to laugh through them and uh, depend on the mercy and, and grace of Allah. And so hopefully you will share with us as we share with you so that our life's journeys uh, could be of help to each other. Yes, inshallah. Uh, you know what? I'm going to start on that note. I'm going to start out with a comment by our sister Gail, um, Sister Gail Fripp from uh, Memphis, Hey, how you doing, sis? I wake up. And her comment is, uh, because the the question is, how do you get your children involved? How do you get them excited? Yeah. And so her her comment is, we encourage our children by making or getting their favorite foods at night and allowing their fasting friends to come hang out with them uh, on some days. Nice. So, I mean, that's... That's uh, that's right on the money. You know, we do that too. And, and see, here's the uh, <laughs> here's the challenge. Uh, we've been we've been doing that for so long that the girls uh, now have the expectation. Um, it's like, what treat am I getting tonight? It's not what can I have. It's what am I going to get? Um, right. Which, you know, it, it's a nice it's a nice way of of giving them uh, a little bit of a smile. Um, we know that fasting is for so much more, but we have to find ways as they grow into this dean and grow into uh, fasting and all the challenges of it to, to reward them as well. Um, and, you know, Tariq, what do you think? I think that, so we have three teenage daughters. We have 16-year-old twins and a 14-year-old. It's vastly different for them as teenagers um, in comparison to when they were, when little, they were little people. little people. Yeah. They, they were they were much more uh, it was much easier to motiv- motivate them at seven and eight yeah and even nine and ten uh, than it is now it really like those external motivators uh, yeah it's um, it's almost all just on them at this point yeah uh, which is scary right I mean it's scary because you it's, it's kind of like planting a seed and watering it every day and watching it. Um, and praying that it grows into the beautiful flower that you invested all the time in, right? And as they become teenagers, these are the same Ramadans they've been doing since they, you know, since they could w- had a consciousness and an awareness. Uh, but now they look different because they're making some some personal choices, which they they have to grow into this thing. Yeah. Um, and uh, we we're trying to find a space to give them leeway to, to grow into it and not, um, you know, force it on them, but for them to really own it themselves. Now, when you say that, what I'm thinking about is um, somebody shared somebody shared this in the office, I think it was last week or, or whatever, but somebody shared, a, a, there was a blog, an anonymous blog post. Maybe I was talking to you about this. I don't know. But uh-huh. anyway, the, the point was this was written by a Muslim who was pretending to fast. Mm, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Right? And so they're around their family, and their their biggest problem that they have, their biggest challenge during the month of Ramadan 
is not getting caught not fasting, <laughs> right? Trying to look like they're <laughs> hungry. hot dog underneath the pillow. Yeah, when it's time for iftar. And, and so I bring that up to say that that's exactly what we don't want. Yeah. We don't want our children to be. And, and you sure. can act like you can act like that's not that's not a possibility. Um, but the goal really is for them to love this month and to love the idea of fasting the same way we have have grown to love it. Yeah. And I think part of that is education, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because if 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 they're just fasting, just like us as grown folks, right? If we're just fasting and we're not, you know, focused on all the things that come with the month of Ramadan and why we are uh, fasting during the month of Ramadan, then we just hungry, right? <laughs> right. Um, and so... You know, if, if they don't have that purpose and that reason, that understanding, and that education behind it, then it is uh, it's a lot more challenging uh, for them to to not you know uh, to, to to actually do the fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I remember, I think I remember as a twelve year, eleven year old. Like, it's funny. I'm trying to think back. Do when when do I remember consciously? like really observing the fast. And honestly, I don't think I did at at 10 and 11 um, years old. I think I was supposed to be fasting, but... You stood in that cafeteria line, though, didn't you? No, no. And the funny thing is, and, and this is probably even crazier, um, or my more ironic, is that I went to a Muslim school. Sister Claire Muhammad. Yeah, Sister Claire Muhammad School. And I, and it was not certainly was not every year, but I do remember like when I was really young, mm-hmm. I don't remember fasting. And I know this also comes in in stages. It's, it's just like getting your children to um, have them accountable for for prayer, mm-hmm. right? You you let them you they build up. Uh, it's like our our nephew, um, general. He was five or six or whatever, and he had to. They said, "Okay, you gotta at least you gotta at least make two, right? You gotta at least make your fajr prayer." And he's been he's built on that, so now it's that's just a yeah. part of who he is. Um, and I think that transfers over as well to other disciplines. Yeah, and and that's the hard part for for us sometimes. I think as parents is that we forget that it's transitional, right? Like we forget that at the age of five, what charity means to a person and, and to us and to our children is vastly different than it what it means at 45 right? right and so we have to allow spaces to grow right now i know um for our children um you know the threats of not having a good eat celebration are real for them right <laughs> um, but how, how how real <laughs> how real and that's a, that's well that's another thing we've um what I've tried to do as they they've grown up, I don't, I haven't done, you know, we haven't really been so good this year. Mm-hmm. Um, these last few years, the teenage years are a bit different, and we're still kind of figuring them out. But to have the house ready for Eid with balloons and gifts wrapped up and just a festive and taking advantage of all three days. Um, because what we uh, tend to do more often than not is talk about what you cannot do in Islam instead of what you can do in celebrating the times that we should be celebrating. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that gives a holistic view and understanding that we need to make sure we pay attention to yeah. as parents. And you know what? As, the, the, as they get older uh, and they're not on Facebook, right? They're not on Facebook. So 
you know, we can post some things about them that don't, they won't necessarily get back to them. Not uh, necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just had a situation. Yeah, we did just have a situation. But, but as they get older and they venture out and they start to establish more of their identity, um, you will begin to see more and more of what has really, really taken hold mm-hmm. as opposed to what they do while they are in front of us. Because right? that's always, p- people know how to, how to be good in front of their parents. Yeah, but I think that wears out. That's, yeah, ab- yeah, absolutely. Even in front of your parents, yeah. right? Um, there is a, uh, you see it in, you see it in their actions. We, and we all know where our children are and, and where we want them to be, but, but they show it to us every day if we're paying attention, you know? Yeah, yeah it's glaring. Um, but that was one of the, so that, that was one of the suggestions, right? And that's a, that's a suggestion that, or, or tactic that we have used as well. Uh, and the other is, uh, is the reading, right? But once again, if it's a perfunctory, if it's a, a reading that is just based on getting from one juice to the next, mm. and it's not really about taking to heart, really contemplating, you know, really just kind of wrestling with the reading or let or letting the reading wash over you, uh, then it does not have the type of effect. It's not going to produce that kind of love, right? Because you yeah, hear about people yeah, when... Yeah. Uh, when they say, you know, I, I love the Quran, I love this, I love this book, I love the stories of the prophets, you know, that comes with that's that's an investment. That's mm. an investment. Yeah, but see, uh, the other investment, and in, in, in this is something that we've practiced over the years, is, you know, it's it's hard. The Quran is is hard to read, right? It's not. Um, there's certain parts like when you see, read. We finna uh, start arguing when, on when, air. When, <laughs> when you read Yusuf, it, I mean, for someone who is is used to reading books with stories, right? When you're talking about a a, a nine year old, a ten year old reading books with stories, and then you have the Quran that, that has a different cadence, yeah. right? Um, and it's said in a, in a in a different way. It you have to take those things and talk about them. And so it's not about getting through a juice with your, your nine-year-old necessarily, in my perspective. Mm-hmm. It is really seeing, uh, reading and, and connecting that to their real lives and making it applicable to them so they, that they do understand what that means and how they apply it. No, well, no argument here. No argument here. I, I definitely uh, agree with that. Like, we, we build. Um, and it yes. is, and the book is supposed to be one that we can relate to our surroundings, but also relate to ourselves. So, and that looks like you said, that looks different. It's like charity looks different. Zakat looks different at five than it does at, at thirty, mm-hmm. right? And it should different because it should look different because we have a, a different concept of it. So the reading as well, and Allah says, read as much as it's, is as easy for you, mm-hmm. as much as as you are able to absorb and and handle. Yeah, and if it's just bismillah, you know. Oh, see, that's <laughs> that's just that's just lazy. <laughs> that's just tapping out. <laughs> and you know, it's it's um we also so uh, thinking of all of this as building blocks. Who knows us better than our Creator? 
Mm-hmm. Allah tells us to read the Quran every year, you know, for a reason. Because, you know, we, we're bringing different experiences, a different lens, a different context, a different understanding, a different maturity to it. And so we have to have that same mercy in our parenting to uh, raising young Muslims and Muslim um, mm-hmm. And uh, we have to continue to reconnect with that reality because um, I find myself sometimes you know, not in remembrance of that. And it, it, I think when I am not remembering those things, it's a sh- more of a struggle for, for my children and it's more of a struggle for me. Yes, to uh, go, off of that, go off of that a little bit. Um, the person I am right now is certainly not the person, well, I shouldn't say the person, the habits or the aspirations, the things that are important to me now are not the same things that were important to me 20 years ago. Or 18. Yeah, or 18. And I'm only saying 18 years because that's how long we've been married. Yeah. And I've yeah. seen I've seen your growth um, as I've seen yeah, our, our, our growth in uh, parenting. And I, I, I also think that as your children get older. So I used to be one of those people that would walk in the mall and see um, people with their children have the little leashes around their, I call them leashes, <laughs> but the little, you know, um, safety cables yeah <laughs> uh, the connectors around their children's wrists and they would you know kind of shuffle them through the mall and I would go oh my god what a horrible parent so how could they do that and then Allah said okay watch yourself let me give you two I had twins first and I was like where did they have those lesions right <laughs> and so I think it's uh it's important for us to um to understand uh, that there are there are degrees to this thing and give ourselves some leeway um, as parents that we grow as parents because our experiences grow. Um, I and you know there's some things now as a mother of teenagers that I wouldn't think of doing as a mother of toddlers, right? With my children, to my children, for my children, um, and so. All of these things are part of our own evolution and growth as parents, and we can't discount um, that layer of us, just like we don't discount our evolutions in reading the Quran as Muslims, and we don't discount our, our evolutions in being married, you know, um, for decades. So yeah. it's evolutions. You know, and I'll pull this back. Um, the idea or the question of of this month, this particular month of Ramadan and parenting and and our interaction with our children, what we want for our children. I'll take it back once again. We often um, marry those things to, uh, we, we, want the, we want the end result without going through the stages of development. Yeah. And the rituals, right, the adherence to the rituals are often seen as, as a part of that development or a part of a consciousness. But I bring back up that that young, it seemed to be a young sister that wrote this. Yeah, yeah. Who who wrote about hiding mm. the fact that she was not fasting, oh, right? So, but everybody else looks and sees her and thinks that she is. So even with the the rituals, right, adherence to the rituals, it does not necessarily mean that a development has taken place. Mm. Uh, we hope that it has, but it does not necessarily signify that. So really, the prayer. For us as parents, is we want our we want our children to just to love the thing that we know that is given life, um, that is given purpose and direction and clarity. We want our children to love that, and this is this is kind of the month where you feel like this is where it can really happen. Right. So, what I remind myself first, and you, and and every and all the other parents that that may be listening, is that 
each Ramadan, there's there's a growth that takes place. And for you don't, you. yeah, for all of us. For all of us. And we don't get it all in one Ramadan. No. Neither will our, our children. And inshallah, we'll be better next Ramadan than we are this inshallah. one. Just like our children. So we just pray that it, it enters their hearts. Uh, and and the, the, the ritual aspect, those the, those acts of physical obedience, they'll, they'll fall in line. All right, love, this is what we're going to do. We're going to go ahead and take a short break. And when we come back, we'll pick up the rest of this conversation on Ramadan, parenting, inspiring our children, keeping ourselves inspired. All right, Radio Islam family, you know where you're at. This is Radio Islam on WCEV 1450 AM, and we'll be back in just a minute. The Syrian Community Network with offices nationwide, serves its Chicago area clients from its Northside location, located at 5439 North Broadway. They provide housing, social services, education, basic human needs, and food security. The Syrian Community Network has Arabic-speaking staff and is a partner organization of the Illinois Coalition for Immigrant and Refugee Rights. You can get more info by calling area code 872-806-0141. That's area code 872-806-0141 or by visiting their website at syriancommunitynetwork.org. And now we have an eight-year-old on the line. Welcome to Our World Today. What's your question? Our continents make up 29% of the Earth's surface, meaning that 71% is comprised of water. Man automatically adapts to environmental conditions. So why do I need to take swimming lessons? Are you ready for kids who eat healthy? Good nutrition can lead to great things. To find out how a healthy lifestyle can help your child succeed, go to mypyramid.gov. Brought to you by the Ad Council and USDA. When Dad needed help getting around, I became his driver. Soon enough, it was up to me to be his housekeeper and financial manager, too. When he moved in, I became his cook and even his nurse. But no matter what roles I play... I know I'm still his daughter. We understand the roles you play. So to help, we created aarp.org caregiving, where you can connect with experts and other caregivers. Visit aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Would your business survive a disaster? Nearly two-thirds of businesses aren't prepared for an emergency, and 40% of businesses that experience a disaster never recover. Make an emergency plan now before it's too late. For a free online tool that helps you develop an emergency plan to keep your business up and running should disaster strike, visit ready.gov forward slash business. Brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency, the American Red Cross, and the Ad Council. Hey, Mom, why is the sky blue? Why don't animals talk? Why do dogs have wet noses? Why is an 11 pronounced 21? Kids ask a lot of questions. Why do I have a belly button? But you don't have to know every answer. Why is the ocean salty? Because you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Why are there 50 states? There are thousands of children in foster care who don't need every question answered. Why is pizza round? They just need you. For more information on how you can adopt, go to AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. All right, Radio Islam family, welcome back. Welcome back. This is your host, Tariq Alameen. 
We are on WCV 1450 AM. And who do I have across from me to close out the show with me? That's that old school want to be hip hop. Yes. So, excuse me. So, yeah, we're almost at the halfway point um, for this month of Ramadan. And we are just a mere hour and about 25 minutes or so. And 39 uh, seconds. Okay, yeah, if I'm doing the math correctly, <laughs> from breaking fast. And I'm going to share a little something with you. I, I, actually, I mentioned it yesterday in our conversation. We had um, Yvonne Maffei from uh, myhalalkitchen.com. Mm. And we are talking about halal foods and, and things like that, prep, uh, preparing for Ramadan, especially during the summer. And I told her that I have been eating, my suhoor, my meal that I began my fast with, has been about three dates, three or four dates, and two, two things of water, thing of water. Mm-hmm. But this morning, and I've been fine with that. I've been fine. Today, I had no dates. I was dateless and had to begin with a handful of almonds. And uh, I, think I'm, I think I'm feeling it a little bit. You almost there, babe. You only got a few, a few look, it's not, nothing but a few minutes left. Oh, I got you. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm not shaking anything, but, you know. But but tonight we will be going inshallah. to stop. But, yeah, inshallah, we're going to be stopping by Jules or whatever. <laughs> You're making plans already. You know it's bad when you fast and, and you got a whole list of stuff you're going to eat once you finish <laughs> and got your iftar <laughs> list going. <laughs> and then you eat the first bite and you're like, uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that is one of the funny things. That's one of the first things I think you realize is when you're fasting is that after you break fast, is that you really are not as hungry as you, as you thought you were. Yeah. Because yeah. that, that stomach. It's, it's almost disheartening, though, right? Like you, like you kind of want to go in. Yeah. Uh, but a lot a lot is, is most beneficent and most merciful. Yeah, yeah. So. You, you do a little bit. You feel like, man, I've been fasting for 16, 17 hours. And I just had a, a, a bowl of watermelon, and, Man, I'm, and I'm done. Wasn't that watermelon Yeah, good? that's what we broke oh with gosh, yesterday. Yes. Yeah. But you know what? It also reminds us that we overdo things often. When, when it is not Ramadan, we don't need as much as we're eating. Yeah. We overdo, uh, we overdo, you know, all the biggie. Everything is supersized. And um, so, you know, it it's, it's brings us back to the moderation that we should we should be practicing. So. Yeah, yeah. Um. And I think it's something to say um, that you get in Ramadan, actually by the end of it, and you tell me this, Ibrahim, by the time, do you get to the point where I felt like this almost every Ramadan, like the 25th day that I'm just like really, I'm, I'm like just on cruise control, and then it's time to stop. And I'm like, man, I could really kind of, I could just kind of keep going. Um, but... But Allah, know, Allah knows best, yes, so he, he, he stops us. But, you know, try try to stay in Ramadan shape. That's what I say. Ooh, what's that? Well, for those who, who observe, who, who who do the Mondays and Thursdays, who get those days in, you know, Shawal, who fast, you know. Uh, I'm going to try to do Shawal this year. Like, I, I, I make those intentions, and I, yeah. yeah, I fall short. Yeah, then you find yourself with a sandwich in your hand. Yeah. And a bag of chips and a water and a candy bar. Yeah. Yep. But 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 Allah has given us this, right? Not just in Ramadan, but throughout the year. Um, and it's for our betterment. And if and I'm gonna tie this back to what we started out talking about, and that was about uh 
helping our children to develop a love, right? Um, they, what's it? You can't, your actions will speak louder than your words will. So if, if our children see us uh, doing it, I don't work a lot, man. Bless you. Uh, if our children see us engaged in it, yes, then we don't really have to say a whole lot. That's that's the best teacher. What we do, you know, they say, don't do as I uh, do as I say, not as I do. That doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, your, your children mirror what they see. Yeah. Um, and inshallah, as parents, we we put something out in the world for not only our children but other uh, young folks um, and old folks that will be. Uh, uh, a reflection of those things that are that are good and that come from Allah. Inshallah, family. All right, Radio Islam family, we have come to the end of another program. We thank you for tuning in, for joining us. Uh, if you it. have, yes, and we thank you, uh, Aisha, for, for for hanging out. Always. Uh, we're gonna get over to this iftar uh, as soon as we're off air. Um, we want to remind you. If you have any comments or suggestions, you can still post those on our Facebook page. Uh, we would love to, especially during this month, we want to really connect with you and, and share some of your thoughts and benefit from them as well. Okay, now it's time to do that quick one-minute wrap-up. We're going to go ahead and thank our engineer over at WCEV, Leonard, for making sure we come through loud and clear. Thank you, sir. We thank our engineer in studio, the impressive one, Ibrahim Beg. I'm your host and producer, Tariq el -Amin. We thank our guest, Dr. Aisha el -Amin. And we thank you. So we want to go ahead and remind you that the views expressed by the host and our guests are theirs and not to be taken as a representation of Sound Vision Inc. I'll repeat that. And uh, with that, we're going to go ahead and let you go with a Ramadan Mubarak and leave you as we greeted you with Assalamu Alaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you.